It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Off the draw, dry settle. Left-hand side, McDavid. Left circle shot tipped in by Tayson. It's a power play goal for Edmonton, 2-0. The Atco power play is 2-for-2. Special teams, goaltending, video review. The keys to the Oilers' victory tonight. A 2-1 decision over the Los Angeles Kings. The Oilers 2-for-3 on the power play. Both goals coming in the first period. Miko Koskinen, excellent again. Bounces back after being pulled on Wednesday against the Senators. He makes 35 saves to go to 11-3-2. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. That's the video guys now. We laugh every day. They, they got so much pressure on them because they're the guys that ultimately have to give you the recommendation. So they give you the right. I watched it on the bench. It was, it was close, but we felt confident about it. What's two things? What is the protocol like? What does he say to you? Does he is he sending someone? A yeah, Gully's hooked up to him, and uh, right away he'll say, "Hold on, let me have a look at it," and then he'll he'll dial up. He's got three or four, five different views of it, and he gets it dialed up pretty quick. And he'll he'll say, "I think we should challenge it," and he'll put the evidence up on the TV for us to look at, and. Gully says to me, he thinks we should challenge it. I have a look at it and say, let's, I'll take his recommendation. Let's go. But you're the final voice on the thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm relying on him giving me the, because he's, I, I'm at his disposal. I got, I can look at the different pictures. He's look, he's looking at all five of them together. I don't have all five of them together. Okay. Uh, is this, you just said it was a pretty ugly game. But a 2-1 game, you hang on to a lead. Uh, is this kind of exactly what your team needed on a night like this? A little bit. With the, you know, with our lineup to where it is right now, we're, we're trying to grind out some points, and that's, that's what we did tonight. You know, like you're, we gave some people some minutes that are more grind mode and just dig in. You know, look at Larson's minutes, uh, Chris Russell's minutes, like hard minutes, she and... You know, had more minutes than he's been getting lately. So it's, we just, we wanted to, we knew just, we needed a tight, hard checking game. And uh, just to get us back to set in the right direction. And then we got that tonight. Yeah, there have been a lot of positive results with the goaltenders this year. A little bit of adversity for Costa in the last game. Mm-hmm. What did you see from him bouncing off of that the following day? And then obviously a really good response tonight. Well, Schwartzy, Schwartzy spends a lot of time with him, and I'm, I'm a big believer, of, you know, it's, it's too easy to say, oh, you didn't play very good and you shouldn't play next game. 
I think that's a motivating factor for a player, any player, goaltender, anybody. If they don't think they played well, they're going to show up and play, try to avenge themselves the next game. So when we talked about it, you know, Schmidty's kind of been uh, nicked up a little bit, came back and played a little bit. Uh, and in the last game, we just said, you know what, let's give Cost a chance to redeem himself because we'd done the same for Schmidty a couple times, and we actually got real good games out of Schmidty. So that's what we were looking for tonight, and Cost came in and played a heck of a game for us, played really well. Thanks. All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Oilers beat the Kings 2-1. It's 10 o'clock. We're live in Studio 99. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. And we were talking about the keys to the win off the top. And his first comments, a couple of comments, were about video review. How does it work? Jeremy Kupel's the... Video coach who will is in the year of Glenn Gullis, an assistant coach, and they'll start the process of saying we think we got to do something here. The officials usually give the coaches a little bit of a time after after a goal to see if they want to challenge it or not. The Oilers do challenge, and at the time it was one nothing Edmonton. The goal by Lazat would have tied it. It comes off the board, and then shortly after that, the Oilers score in a power play to go up 2 zip. Well, it's a ton of pressure on the video coach. I mean, these aren't uh, clear-cut offsides. It's not something that's three feet offside. It's easy for everyone to see. You and I were up in the press box, and we watched a number of replays, and it was one of those, I, I, I think it might be offside, but I'm not sure I want to bet my job on it. And the video coach, he's betting his job on it because every time he says it, as, as Dave Tippett says, he doesn't get all the angles. If this guy says, okay, if the video coach says it's a, an offside, I'm going to go with him. Uh, we saw the other night how it, uh, it didn't work uh, against the Oilers. They, which team was it that called it and it didn't? Was it? Well, it was just against Ottawa. Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So they, and they ended up getting it wrong, and then all of a sudden the Oilers got a power play. They didn't take advantage of it. So that's how this game could have changed. If he's wrong on that one, and it was close. We're talking a quarter of an inch. If he's wrong on it, if the refs don't see enough in, in the replay to overturn it, all of a sudden it's 1-1, and the LA Kings are going on the power play. And so a lot of pressure on a, a video coach to make the right call, to do it quickly. Uh, but the game changed. The game turned on that play because L.A. felt pretty good about themselves. They scored a big goal. Uh, they, they they got to Koskinen. They, there was a defensive lapse, one of the few defensive lapses that the Oilers had in the entire the night. And instead, now it's there's that sag on the bench, uh, a season that has gone sideways for them. They're near the bottom of the standings. It seems like every bad break goes against them, and the Oilers took full advantage of that right after that, going up 2 nothing. We're going to make video coach Jeremy Kupel our fourth star of the game for White Eagle Homes. Built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options, visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. I put it out as a vote on my Twitter account. You still have about half an hour to vote, and, and he is in the lead. He's the, he's the runaway leader. So we're going to call it now and give Kupel the fourth star. The three stars tonight, Koskinen one, Chase on two, Larson three, and... I mean, again, with, with Koskinen, he's 11-3-2. He stops 35 of 36 tonight. Okay, fine, one, one came off the board, but still he did everything you needed. Some big saves in the second period that could have helped pulled L.A. within a goal headed to the third. You know, he finally got beat on a, on a bit of a goal mouth scramble, but he is one of the biggest stories of the season this year for the Oilers. To me, he is the biggest story for the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers are where they are in the standings because of goaltending. Uh, we've seen Connor McDavid lead the league in scoring and have MVP-type seasons 
where they missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs by a lot. We saw Leon Draisaitl last year have a 50-goal season. The others weren't close to being a playoff team. Those two are doing what they always do. Uh, but Koskinen has given them each and every start, other than one, has given them quality goaltending where he's been the better goalie in the game. And to me, the biggest question mark, by far, not even close, the biggest question mark for the Edmonton Oilers coming into the season was goaltending. And through one-third or over one-third away through the season, that question mark has been erased because Smith has been good, Koskinen's been great. Riley Shane didn't have a great night in the face-off circle. Five out of 18, but he went 1-0 with four and a half seconds left. <laughs> well, to me, I thought it was a, a, a dumb setup by the LA Kings. They had Carter taking the face-off and they had Doughty there real close, like real tight. So if, if the puck came to him, he had no time to get a shot off. And he had all left-handers in front of the net, so there was no way he could pass it for someone to take a one-timer. And then Carter actually pushed the puck forward. I, I didn't understand the play that they had set up. Uh, there's a number of six-on-five plays that you can set up to, to, to get a good shot on net. This one had to be a quick one because there's only there's less than five seconds to go in the period, so you don't want to push it into the corner and work out of the corner when you have less than five seconds. So Sheehan got the, 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 the win on the faceoff, but I think it was in large amount to the, the play that was set up by the Kings where they were going forward with it, and it was just ill-advised. Oilers win it 2-1 over Los Angeles. Edmonton now 18-10-3 on the season. Alex Chase on the second star tonight gets a goal and an assist and a classic Alex Jason goal. Quick was defending to his right, so his right skate is on the goalpost. His other leg's out towards the middle of the crease, his left leg. Jason's stick was was behind his left leg when he tapped that puck. Well, in. and it has to be. They, the Oilers have tried this a number of times in the last couple of games because with Nugent Hopkins out, they've changed their power play up. They have both Neil and Jason down low. It, it seems that three or four times in the last few games, when they've gone to chase on, Chasen wasn't far enough back. He was more in the middle of the, uh, the ice, so when the puck was hitting his stick, the goaltender's pad was still there. On this play, you've got to get behind the goalie. You've got to be on the other side of him so that you, when the puck hits your stick, it's going into an open net. You've got to trust that Connor's going to get the puck to you, and you, Connor will usually have a passing lane there because you're so worried about the cross-ice pass going to Leon Drysettle that the defenseman's stick is facing north and on that one the defenseman stick was blocking the pass to Leon Dreisaitl that leaves the passing lane open for backdoor for Alex Chason so I like the fact that he moved his body it was maybe six inches but it was six inches behind the goalie's pad uh, and quick I know that the better goalie in the game tonight was Koskinen but quick had zero chance on either goal in the game tonight he was excellent as well yeah Dreisaitl got the first goal he was actually passing and Doughty went down to try to block the pass and it hit his skate and went perfectly inside the goalpost. Quick was the best in the third period, I thought. I mean, there was a quick sequence there. 12.47 left. He stops McDavid on that rush. Dreisaitl gets a shot away with about 11.20 left. And then I thought Quick's best save was with about 10 and a half minutes to go. I thought Neil got all of that one-timer and Quick got across on it. And it's tough. Again, Quick didn't see a lot of pucks after the first period. What did the Oilers end up with shots? 22, 23? 20, 20, exactly. 20, so they only had, there's only 10 shots in the last 40 minutes against Jonathan Quick. That's tough sometimes when you don't see the puck very often uh, and you know that you, you can't make another mistake. 
the no puck can get by them if they want to have a chance to win. To me, though, the, the biggest save of the night was in the third period by Koskinen on a, a defensive blunder by the Oilers. The, the Oilers, the Kings had the puck in deep in their own zone and a misread in the neutral zone by Shane and, and Kara. All of a sudden, from the tops of the circles in L.A. zone, they end up with a three-on-two where Kopitar sauces a pass back to Dustin Brown who absolutely walked into it and he was wide open. There's no way you should give up a three-on-two uh, with less than five, six minutes to go in a game you're winning by a goal. And Dustin Brown absolutely hammered that and Koskinen got, I believe, the knob of his stick on it. And there wasn't, if it doesn't hit the knob, that's going in the net, and this game might have a, a very sad outcome for the Oilers. So to me, as good as Quick was in the third period, and he was, the biggest save of the game was by Koskinen. Yeah, and, and I love how you described that, because that was a play that sort of materialized out of nowhere. It, it looked like, okay, the Oilers might have a little bit of forecheck, or might delay the Kings coming up, and then, oh, here they, here they come. It, it was, it was wide a open. Mis miscommunication in the neutral zone. Cheyenne was curling with Kopitar, and then he stopped and went the other way, and Noah picked Kopitar up, and Doughty read it perfectly in a nice pass. You do not want Kopitar making decisions with time in your own zone. He made a great one, but a very good save by Koskinen and stopped what could have been a very, very deadly blow by Dustin Brown. 2-1, the Oilers win it over the Los Angeles Kings. L.A. drops to 11-17-2 on the season. They're 0-9-1 in their last 10 road games, and in those games, they have scored just 13 goals. Well, we saw it tonight. They've got Kopitar, who's having a good year, considering what he's got around him. I think he's got 27, 28 points on the season. But you've got a lot of players that are on the back end of their career and are struggling. Dustin Brown is not the same player he was. Jeff Carter, Defoley. These are who's guys. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And it's not having the season that he wants to have it to be an unrestricted free agent. But these guys were all on big contracts, and some of them tied up for a number of years left. And they're not the same players. Uh, they got the best line for the for the Kings tonight by far was the the Kempe line. He played with uh, Wagner, Kempe, and I can't remember who the other player was. It was I think oh Lazat. Lazat. Yeah, they had a lot of chances. They, they were their best line by far in the game. But they just this team just doesn't have a lot of offense. They don't have a lot on the back end to create to jump up in the play. They really miss Martinez, who wasn't in the lineup tonight. So this was a team that. They have to play with the lead. If they're behind, they don't have the horses to come back in a hockey game, and we saw that tonight. Oilers take it 2-1. The Kings are coached by Todd McClellan. Here he is for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees. That's a pretty good road game you guys played, and uh, you know, just, just coming up a little bit short tonight. Yeah, you know, for the, the people here in Edmonton, we've been playing uh, like that a lot. Um, you know, we come in after the game, we sit there and we look at each other and we just keep telling the same story over and over again. Uh, close, work hard, don't quit, uh, pretty good structure, um, you know, just a goal short, but uh, getting better. And there's not much for us to complain about as a coaching staff. Um, you know, they, they get a lucky one off a, a foot on the power play and then they pick us apart for one too. So that give them that one. But after that, we kept... Uh, a team to 15 even strength shots. A lot of it was from the outside. So we're uh, we're happy with the effort. We're disappointed in the result. Do you worry that the more these results happen, that, that what the effect that can happen when the frustration sets in or discouragement, maybe bad habits or? Well, no, um, it's our job to keep the bad habits out. And it's our job to try and keep the morale up. And they're not, uh, 
you know, by by any means are they down right now. I think they understand that they're playing a pretty pretty good game. And we talked about it again between periods. Um, stick with the program. I think we're getting better in losing. And the whole uh, purpose of our approach this year was to, to get some structure in place and to move the needle and get better. And we're doing that right now. Uh, we're not winning enough games, but we are getting better. And it will pay off at some point. And I don't think anybody in there is... Uh, is really down um, when it comes to effort or commitment and all those stupid words that coaches use. Uh, nobody's there, but they're a little bit down that we're not winning, and we can fix that. We'll be, uh, we play this game uh, 10 times in a row, we'll win at least five of them, so we'll be fine. Uh, just the review, tough to not get the goal and then 51 seconds to give up a goal, I guess. Yeah, you know, the swing of momentum goes uh, against you really fast on the road and you don't want that to happen. Um, you know, the, the call didn't go our way, that's going to happen and we have a turnover, take a penalty and it's in our net. So uh, that was uh, fatal uh, or could have proven to be really fatal for us had we uh, let it go. But we're not that type of group right now. We. As I said, we play through it, and we pick ourselves up off the mat, and we keep going. And, just because, uh, sorry, Brad. Oh, go ahead, Paul was in, inserted, Paul Ledoux was inserted tonight, and just, just your impressions on, you know. Tough, um, uh, you know, tough assignment for him. He hasn't played uh, an abundance of NHL games lately, and he comes in, he plays against two of the, the more gifted or faster players in the league and um, you know on the road where we don't get last change so he had a tough assignment I thought he did a pretty admirable job. I think Clifford will be back in tomorrow. I don't know we'll see how he's uh, how he's feeling. Is that something that just came up this morning? Pardon me? Is that something that just yeah. came up this morning? Yeah. Uh, what's the key to keeping a consistent effort this effort in tomorrow I guess just getting the trying to. Well we're we're back-to-back -back games, and I think we're playing 8 and 13 tomorrow night, so we need everybody on board. We can't have uh, any spare parts uh, resting or taking time off, and, and we've been getting that for the most part. Uh, you know, I don't know if we'll make some lineup changes. We've got to see who's healthy and who isn't sick, and uh, and then go from there. But uh, keep the belief, belief system up as high as we can and uh, duplicate this game, and we'll take our chances. Okay, All right, that's L.A. Kings head coach Todd McClellan as the Oilers beat the Kings 2-1 tonight. The Kings did have a big advantage in shots, 36-20. Miko Koskinen, the first star of the game. Rob, I, I think we're really seeing how, how much the Oilers are missing two of their top six forwards, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Cassian. Well, the one thing that the Oilers do not have depth with is, in, is offensive players that can play in their top six. Um, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. It'd be something that the Oilers would look at trying to pick up during the year, possibly at the trade deadline. Some of them could play in the top six. And when you take two of the guys out, well, there's a big drop-off. You're asking guys to play roles that, in all honesty, is outside of their uh, skill level. So, I mean, Archibald, who's been very good as a third fourth liner this year for the Oilers penalty killing now you're asking him to, to play in the top line and it's not easy you got to be able to read the plays the same way you got to be in the right spots uh, and then there's the pressure that when you get a chance you got to capitalize and tonight in the game we saw both Leon and Connor create opportunities for their line mates that weren't capitalized on and I can tell you from uh, fr from being there uh, when you get a golden opportunity you don't put it in the net you go back to the bench and you feel the pressure and the next time you go out there 
it's like your hands are a little tighter around the stick. Like, okay, I, I can't mess up again. I want to make sure that I, I put the puck in the back of the net. And there's some hesitation in your game. So uh, the others certainly could use both those players back in the lineup. And then everyone gets to move down to where they're much more comfortable, where they can have much more success. All teams go through injuries. All teams go through injuries with good players. Uh, only good teams are able to su survive those, and the Oilers have survived the, the two injuries. And that's the reason they are where they are in the standings, is they're a much deeper team than they have been in the past, that they get through small, small uh, sample sizes of players playing in, in positions that are a little outside their scope. All right, Oilers win it 2-1 over the Los Angeles Kings, so the Oilers move a point ahead of Arizona into first in the Pacific Division. The Oilers will host Buffalo on Sunday night. You can get us at 780-496-0063. You can text that uh, same number. And uh, yes, to a couple of you asking me if I still don't like video review, I don't. I have never liked it for the offside challenge. I continue not to like it for the offside challenge. Uh, I don't care if it benefits the Oilers or not. And I'll say what I said a couple days ago. If anything, it's proven to me how good the linesmen yes. are. If that goal counted, no one in the world is sitting there thinking, oh, well, that was offside. I mean, and again, good for the Oilers video coach or whatever video coach calls it. And I don't think this is an issue with the officials on the ice. I think this is something the league could change. I don't think they're going to because they've had their, they've had chances to do it and they, and they keep bringing it back. So yeah, but and the thing that's dumb about it, they put it into place because one time, I don't know, was it five, six years ago, there was an offside. There's about 15 feet offside. That's happened once in yeah. the history of the league. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that I can. That I, and so one time, and they add this rule, and I'm going to say conservatively, what 200 goals over the last number of years have been disallowed because of this? Around that, well, I mean. I, mean, I don't even know what it would be, but it would be a lot. It'd be a lot of goals. I mean, we've seen a lot just with involving the Oilers. So there's a lot of other games that don't involve the Edmonton Oilers. So I'm going to go throw out 200, and it's, it's just dumb. There's no way a quarter of an inch makes a difference on a play that creates a goal. I mean, sometimes it's 30 seconds before. So it's a stupid rule, but you got to take advantage of it, and the Oilers certainly did tonight. All right. We will go to the phone lines and welcome Curtis to the show at 780-496-0063. Curtis, you're also going to be our finish the play contestant tonight. But first, give us your thought on the game. Uh, you guys kind of touched on it already, though, but it was nice to see that with Cassian and Nugent Hopkins out. The Oilers played a pretty simple game and just got it done quite different than the last game there against Ottawa. Nothing fancy. There was a couple behind-the-back passes that were pretty risky, but all in all, it looked pretty simple. I don't know. What do you think? Well, they did play a simple game. I think they looked what their lineup is. It wasn't the lineup that they are most successful with. I mean, you're missing two of your top four players. I mean, I would think Cassian would be in their top four players right now up front, so those guys out of the lineup, all of a sudden you got Connor McPlay, McDavid playing with uh, a guy that would be on your fourth line and James Neal who's struggled on five on five a lot of the time this year and Leon Dreisettle playing with two guys that would probably be on your fourth line so uh, they aren't able to play the same style of hockey without Nugent Hopkins and Cassian in the lineup you're going to have to win some low scoring games you're going to have to rely on your goalie and the Oilers did the one thing that they still have even without Nugent Hopkins in the lineup is a deadly power play. You can't take dumb penalties against the Edmonton Oilers. In the first period, uh, two penalties, two 
two power plays, two power play goals, and that's the difference in the hockey game. All right, Curtis, you're going to finish the play. You already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. Kellen, what do you have? Darnell Nurse chases it down in the far corner. Crowded. He'll give it back, and Russell made a great play on the boards to work it free for Josh Archibald, right wing. To the middle of the ice, McDavid picks it up. Backdoor one time. All right, a one-time chance for James Neal. Goal or no goal? No goal. Darnell Nurse chases it down in the far corner. Crowded. He'll give it back, and Russell made a great play on the boards to work it free for Josh Archibald, right wing. To the middle of the ice, McDavid picks it up. Backdoor one-timer and a save made. All right, Curtis, you nailed it. Your name goes into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at $1,000. Safe adrenaline pumping fun, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. James Neal did not score on that play. He did get an assist tonight. Dreisaitl and Chason scored power play goals. Chason and Dreisaitl each with a goal and an assist. McDavid had an assist tonight. So he and, uh, or pardon me, Dreisaitl takes over the scoring lead, 53-52 to 52 ahead of McDavid. Kings 0 for 2 on the power play. Edmonton 2 for 3. Quick 18 saves on 20. Sh- With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Koskinen, 35 saves on 36 shots. More post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. More of your phone calls as well. Oilers take it 2-1. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Dowdy, center tipped, and then rattled around the boards. 15 seconds to go, 2-1 Oilers. Kempe, cross ice, broken up. Nurse can't clear. Lunging is Hutton. Top of the right circle, coming to redirect it. Saving! Miko Koskinen on a deflection, came up with it. They would win by a goal, 2-1 over the Kings. A lot of options tonight for Miko Koskinen, save of the game. Kellen Kennedy gives you a little flourish that Koskinen made in the dying seconds. The save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. B-Wise, winterize Koskinen, the first star tonight. Here he is for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Uh, shows that the coaches are trusting me and give me a chance to go back there after one one bad game and uh, so always good to shake that like right away a couple of good saves over the last couple of minutes or so when they pulled their goal they made a blocker save on brown save. And then at the end of the game they got the puck bobbled it caught it yeah, usually that happens when they're, they're pulled a goal. They're getting a little bit more pressure and shots to the net, but they didn't get anything like a super dangerous, so I'm happy for the win. Nico, what, have you spent much time in the last 48 hours thinking about what happened on Wednesday night? <laughs> no. You know, it's a, it was a bad game, and you have to forget that right away. And uh, yesterday we were preparing, and uh, always we're happy for the win. 
Miko, apologies if you already answered this, but a handful of times this season, you guys felt like you guys let points slip away, uh, and now you guys continue to bounce back. What does it say about the character in this locker room? Yeah, it's, it says a lot, but we have to we have to learn about the Ottawa game, and now now we got the win, but we have to we have to be better now and uh, keep building wins like win after win, and that's how the good teams are doing. And uh, now we have seen that we had we have the ability to bounce back, but we need to keep winning for a while. All right, that is Miko Koskinen, who makes 35 saves tonight. Rod texts in. He says, does this mean the Oilers will ride one goalie now as number one and Smith will be the number two? Uh, I don't think so, no. I, I, I would imagine Smith will play on Sunday. I think uh, Dave Tibbet talked about the fact that he wanted to give Koskinen an opportunity to bounce back from the off game that he had the other night. The problem uh, that they would have had, if, if they don't play Koskinen tonight, he had, a, he had an off night. The only off night he's had all season long against Ottawa. And then they go to Smith tonight, and they go back-to-back games, so then Smith plays back-to-back games. And all of a sudden, Koskinen's sitting on an off night for almost a week. They don't want that. They wanted an opportunity for him to come out and, and make amends, and he did. So all of a sudden now, if Smith plays the next two games, Koskinen's feeling good about himself while he's waiting for his next opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I mean, he mentioned Smith's been a little nicked up, but he, he got in the last game as, as the backup. If he absolutely couldn't play, they wouldn't dress him at all like they didn't uh, against Vancouver last Sunday. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he, he's been the better goalie throughout yep. the year. And not that Smith has, has been bad, but Koskinen's been better. But they've, they've shown that, that they want to keep going back and forth. Uh, I mean, I don't know, would they give Koskinen four in a row? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they want to keep putting Smith in there, too. Until one goaltender has a few off nights, I think they'll continue with the same type of structure, the same type of plan that they have. And right now, uh, I mean, Smith, for the most part, has been good in the games. He's given them quality starts. So, yeah, I, I don't see anything changing unless one goaltender goes into a dry spell. But the one, it's a luxury right now. The Oilers certainly have a luxury with two goalies that they can play. Uh, this texter says, why do the boys have such trouble burying the game in the empty net? <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, tonight, the, the problem, when you have an empty net, you never want to be known as selfish. You, you want to make sure, like, uh, you, you look for times to move the puck. And you got, the guys usually are out there, guys that uh, want their teammates to be better. Leon Dreisaitl has the puck coming out of his zone, and he's looking to find Archibald. If Leon Dreisaitl, when he gets the puck, looks up and fires the puck on net, A, he's probably going to score. If he doesn't, Archibald was way behind the defenseman. He would have won a race. There would have been no icing, and if the puck would have bounced off the boards, he would have scored. So on that one, Leon, being too unselfish, should have just shot the puck on net. And the one that almost came back to haunt them was the one Darnell Nurse. Again, he has a wide open net. If he winds up and takes a slap shot, guys are getting out of the way. Right. They're going to move. He's going to get the puck on net. It's probably going to score, but at least it would have been down low. But he saw Leon on the side. And again, he wants his star players to, to be part of the scoring at the end of the game. So he was in between. He was going to shoot, saw Leon, decided I'm going to pass, and ended up doing neither and created a turnover going the other way. 
Oilers hang on to win it 2-1 over the Los Angeles Kings. You'll hear from Alex Chason and Leon Dreisel as we move along. More of your phone calls as well, 780-496-0063. We are live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford. We're back after the news and weather. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Off the draw, dry settle. Left-hand side, McDavid. Left circle shot tipped in by Kaysaw. And it's a power play goal for Edmonton. 2-0. The Edco power play is 2-for-2. And the Kings have been rocked back onto their heels. That's Kaysaw's third of the year. And he may not score an easier one. All right, that would turn out to be the game winner tonight. A power play goal by Alex Chason at 14.46 of the first period. Edmonton beats Los Angeles 2-1. We'll check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers. Head to edmontontrailer.com. Seven minutes left in the third period. Capitals lead the Ducks 3-2. Chicago wins over New Jersey 2-1 in a shootout. The Canadians get a 2-1 win over the Rangers. Brendan Gallagher, his 13th of the season. And the Penguins blank the Coyotes two zip and in the Western Hockey League tonight the Oil Kings beat the Calgary Hitmen 4-2 they play again tomorrow here at Rogers Place 7 o'clock it's the teddy bear toss game for 6.30 Ched Santa's Anonymous if you're coming to the game bring a teddy bear preferably in a, uh, a clear plastic bag or you can bring 20 bucks to the game buy a teddy bear on the concourse that money goes to the stallery, then you can throw that bear, or you can bring a bear and, and buy it. Like you, it's, you can bring more than one bear if you want. Bring you can throw multiple bears if you want. Throw as like. many bears as you want on the ice. Do it like after every goal. Bring like 10 and throw it after. They love, the refs like stopping the game 10 times. So bring as many bears as you can and throw them all out. <laughs> it is about a it is about a 20-minute delay. It is like a the, long The other delay. team actually goes to the dressing room and has a little intermission, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, Nikki says on the text line, I love the way Leon uses his body to take away space from his opponents. He might be the best one-handed stick handler in the league. Reminds me of Yarmir Yager. Uh, I like how the players seem to play looser in front of Koskinen than they do in front of Smith. They really seem to trust him to do his job. That's from Nikki. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know if they play looser in front of either goalie. I think they've got a ton of trust. Just talking to the players, uh, they have faith in both goaltender uh, yes, I agree. Which would, would uh, actually uh, is Nikki? I don't know if that's boy or girl, but whoever. I, I agree with Nikki when you come up with with Leon being like Yarmer. Yar, Yarmer used to tell you said if if I got two guys on the corner with me fighting with the puck with me, don't come help. I, that means you're open because he was able to absorb one or two checkers against him and then make a play. And that's what you see with Leon do. There's a great shot at one point tonight if they early in the game he's coming around the net and he's got a guy cross-checking time and time again and Leon didn't even notice like he just absorbed it absorbed it and his head is always looking trying to find where the best play is where the best play is and then he makes the backhanded pass so uh, not many in the league can absorb the punishment while trying to find a play. Leon is one of those, and he does it with one hand on the stick, two hands on the stick, forehand pass, backhand pass. That's why he's right now leading the National Hockey League in points. 780-496-0063. We have Maui Zach on the line. Maui Zach, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, guys. How's it going? Quite well. Uh, all right. Well, I, uh, the LA games are all blocked out for me, so I had to go all 6:30 chat this evening for the game. And uh, I just wanted to uh, call in 
and give some simple math here. One thing that frustrates me, you know, when the Oilers, you know, have been doing well, everybody's, oh, they're guaranteed going to make the playoffs. And then they lose a few games and, oh, no, the roof has fallen in. But uh, here's the easy math. What you need to do is to get to 13 games above 500. Right, so so wherever you are in the season, what your wins and losses, the betting points—they don't play a role at all. So we're what are we now? Eighteen ten. Eighteen ten. Plus, we're we're eighteen ten. Yeah. Yep. Eighteen wins. Uh, So we're we're eight games above five hundred. We need to get to thirteen by the end of the season. That would give us ninety-five points. And. you know, I would like uh, because other, once you get to 13 above, you can play 500 hockey, and uh, as long as you you got the 13 in the bank, you that gives you 95 points. Should make the playoffs with 95 points. Of course, that being said, you'd like to sort of build to that. You know, putting most of those wins in in uh, February and March, but. Uh, Either way, no panic, ways to go, but uh, that's the math. Yeah, thanks, Bobby, Zach. (laughs) Well, for sure, that's kind of a a target. I mean, only, I think there's been two teams that have got to 96 points and not got in since they went to this format. So that's usually even 92 or 93, you have a decent chance, 95 should get you in. Somebody just texted in, the Oilers are in a slump, win one, lose one over the last few weeks just doesn't cut it back to reality. Uh, well, <laughs> they're still they're still first in the division for being in a slump. But to that texter, I'll say win one, lose one is better than losing four or five in a row. And the Oilers have yet to lose three games in a row all season long. They are not as hot as they were early in the season. And looking at those 10-game segments, their first 10-game segment was excellent at 7-2-1. and one. Since then, they're 11-8-2, which is an okay record, but probably more along the lines of... Uh, of of what I saw them over the course of the season. So again, be thankful they, they banked those points and had a streak to, to get it going off the hop. Uh, to me, the expectations were that they would be in a playoff race. I don't think anyone expected them to be in a division-leading race. I don't think anyone expected them to be uh, in a competition to win the Western Conference. So, uh, yeah, they're going back and forth, win one, lose one. But I think that's what everyone thought they were going to be. I think some people may have been blinded by the fact they got off to such a great start and thought, okay, this is the team that they are. Uh, they're not. They're not a team that's going to have 115 points on the season. This still is a team that is learning how to win. Uh, they have things that they need to fix in their game. Five on five, it's not. Uh, they're not where they want to be yet. They still want to get mo- a little more offensively out of their bottom six. They don't have the depth on the wings to to deal with injuries great when we as see we're as, seeing right now. as we're seeing right now but they're still surviving so uh, you, you can nitpick all the other teams in that they're ahead of everyone else in the Pacific Division I mean the Vegas Golden Knights were supposed to win the division San Jose is supposed to be an easy lock for a playoff t- team uh, and they're behind the Edmonton Oilers so you can you can nitpick if you want but to me it's like yeah, the, the Oilers are on top of the division. Let's be happy with that. Are they perfect? No. But nobody expected them to be perfect when this season started. Yeah, and, you know, again, I keep saying there's going to be a, 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 a... Well, if they have lost three of their last five, yep. despite the win tonight, that's not a great five-game nope. stretch, obviously. We'll see how the next 
couple of games go. But, you know, the Dallas Stars, I think, are a better team than the Edmonton Oilers. They just uh, lost four in a row. And and the reason, a big reason the Oilers are ahead of the Dallas Stars in the standings. Now, they're in different divisions. They could wind up competing for a yep. wild card. Who knows? A big reason why the Oilers are ahead of them is because Edmonton started 7-1 and one and Dallas started 1-7-1 and one or whatever it was. Yeah, well, I mean, all the teams are behind the Edmonton Oilers in the standings other than, I think, two in the Western Conference. Teams that are supposed to be playoff hockey clubs. So uh, the Oilers are going win one, lose one here in the last little while. Well, all these other teams have done worse because they're behind the Oilers. So uh, to me, I don't understand why you nitpick that. I, let, let's see how this plays out. And at the end of the season, we'll see where they could have been better, where they couldn't, where they could have, where they lost points, where they should have had points. But uh, when you're sitting on top, I mean, it's, it's like the other day, we get a phone call and someone was complaining about Leon Dreisaitl. He's leading the NHL in scoring. Like, I, this, there's other things that we can find in our daily lives to be upset about. The Oilers leading the Pacific Division and Leon Draisaitl leading the, the National Hockey League in scoring are two of the things I don't think I would be worrying about right now. All right, Alex Chase on a goal and an assist tonight in the Oilers' 2-1 win. Here he is for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Again, our specialty teams uh, uh, were good tonight. Our goaltending was uh, tremendous and... Uh, found a way to get two points. Yeah, maybe just expand on Miko a little bit. I think, you know, Tip pointed out a couple of goals last game. Anybody want it back, but goes right back to him tonight and gives him a chance. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a fighter. He's a guy that uh, in practice, uh, um, he fights for every puck. And uh, uh, he's put a lot of time this summer. And uh, I think uh, a lot of us uh, players have, have uh, noticed that. And... Um, Shows in the net. Uh, he's been tremendous all year, and uh, it's great to see. Uh, um, whenever as a player or a goalie, a, a guy that gets a second chance and bounces back and plays like he did tonight. Have you found, or have you found the the complexion or the makeup of your team kind of change, or the identity rather, uh, without Nugent Hopkins and Chase on in the lineup? Well, I'm playing. Cassian, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Cassian, my mistake. Cassian, <laughs> Cassian and Nugent, my, my, my mistake. Yeah. Um, sorry about that, Alex. Nuge, Nuge is obviously a, a huge part of our team. Uh, it's tough for uh, matchups and things like that. And Cass has been really good with those uh, those two uh, at five on five. So. Um, in this league, it's, you know, there's injuries. Uh, every team goes through that. Uh, more so us with, with the travel and all the games. It seems like we've played quite a bit uh, so far this season. Um, things like that happen, but uh, you know, it's the next man up, the challenge, and uh, I think we've done a good, jo- good job with that this year. And, um, that's where you see your team uh, growing and uh, the confidence within the locker room. And, um, it's good to see. All right, that is Alex Chase on two goals tonight for the Oilers. That means 50 bucks to 6:30. Chet Santa's anonymous, courtesy Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. They're given $25 for every Oilers goal throughout the season. All right, more post-game reaction. A couple more of your comments as well. We're live in Studio 99. The Oilers take it two. 2-1-
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Over the Kings, Koskinen, great game, 35 saves, overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, the Oilers able to hang on for a 2-1 win over the LA Kings tonight. Let's go down to the Kings dressing room for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees. Here's Anze Kopitar. Was the, the energy at the start of tonight better before uh, the PKs you guys went on? Yeah, the energy was fine. Everything was fine. I mean, we start off good and then, you know, you give up again. You give up two and... I mean, we knew that obviously they're a very good team on the power play, and you know they they made us pay for for the mistakes we made. Does it mentally take its hold when you guys are in a lot of these games where you're behind by one or two and you're playing better in the second half of the game, but it seems like you're always just trying to catch up? Yeah, that's been the story lately. So we got to figure it out on how not to fall behind and you know essentially get the first goal and play with the lead obviously it's it's a lot more fun it's it's way better and uh you know we're gonna have to figure it out i mean that's that's essentially the question how how frustrating is it because the efforts are there it's getting you know these these types of games as jack said are, are similar the efforts are there i think if you look at our five on five game tonight we we're probably the better team creating more chances but you know the the game consists of the special teams, and special teams obviously nowadays are, are a huge part of the games, and we lost it tonight. How does that sequence where you score and then it's called back and then 51 seconds later it's 2 nothing? how does that affect you? Well, I mean, it didn't affect us at all because we came back and we were playing a, a very good game after that. But it's just, I mean, it's not obviously not great. You know, you think you... you tie up a game and uh, especially the starts that we had you, you think you get one early and and kind of get back into the game and then you know a minute later you go out too so it's not definitely not ideal but you know I thought we battled after that we, we battled good it just wasn't enough all right, that's Kopitar. Oilers beat the Kings 2-1 tonight. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, you can go to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Look for the goal light courtesy Japanese Village. AAA steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. You'll be able to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. The Oilers go to 18-10-3 on the season. Uh, this texture says, uh, if this was a chance to have a bounce-back game against one of the worst teams in the league at home, do you think this was a convincing win, worthy of a Western Conference leader, a contender, in quotes? I'd have hoped they'd have dominated the Kings, that they outshot them, that they had way more grade-A chances, that 5-on-5 five five with McDavid and the great Dreisaitl, that the Oilers dominate a bad team at 5-on-5 five five and not have to rely on the power play and an overturned goal. Your thoughts? I will say that texture. You were probably happier when the Oilers were missing the playoffs 10 years in a row. So go to bed. 780-496-0063. We have Scott in Boston checking in. My goodness, Scott. How are you doing? 
I am doing well. I called uh, last game, but you didn't quite get to me. I understand how it is. You only got so much time. How are you tonight? Good. All right, let's cut through. Reed, as usual, whenever I'm babbling too much, cut me off because I want to get Rob tonight in trivia. Rob, how you doing, buddy? Very good. How are you? Awesome, awesome. All right, where we go? Boom, let's let's cut through. Usually we start with a quick Patriots comment. Am I on the air? You're on the yes. air. Yes. Okay. Usually we start with a quick Patriots comment. And I'm going to tell you right now, I said this on Boston Sports Radio today. I'll get to the Oilers in 12 seconds. This is it. If they can't get this offense together, uh, why am I talking about this? Because you often ask me about the Pats. This is it. And they are going to kill them Sunday. The Belichick, they say the offense looks good. These young receivers, Brady's getting in tune with. You're going to see a blowout Sunday. So if you gamble, bet the Pats. All right, offsides rule, uh, Reed. Offsides rule in hockey. Worst rule in the history of hockey. I say get rid of all replays. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. Let, let the refs call it. You know, what's next? Why not just have robots or computers call the game? If the ref makes a mistake by an eighth of an inch, you know what? It, it goes both ways. To take a goal off the board because a guy had his toe off the ice by a sixteenth of an inch is an embarrassment to the NHL. All right, moving on. We're getting there. I know it's only December 6th. I'm sorry? Yeah, nobody said anything, man. Go ahead. Oh, my phone, my phone stinks. I got like a forty-nine dollar phone. I'm sorry. All right, listen. I'm so excited. Hey, check this out. I got my tickets. It's official. It's official. January fourth. I got second row balcony for the Oilers in town. So guess how much I paid. Take a wild guess for a ticket. Uh, Take a guess. Four hundred dollars. Total? Well, you're about right. One sixty-five a pop. Yeah, second uh, second row balcony. Did I say front row? Excuse me. Second row balcony. I'm so excited. I told my I told my buddy. I'm like, I just can't wait for warm-ups. I'll get right down and watch McDavid and Drys out a warm-up. I played like I just love it. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right, here we go. We'll get, we're running out of time, Reed. I am. I know it's only December sixth. I know that, but I am dreaming. This isn't that crazy of an Edmonton-Boston Stanley Cup final. Would that not be awesome or what? Yeah, it would. It certainly would. It hasn't worked out well for Boston in the past in those finals. But... Uh, don't remind me. 88-90. I was a kid. Don't remind me, Rob. Jeez. <laughs> All oh right, let's God. do, let's do trivia, that? Scott. Let's F do trivia. We're going to trivia. Remember Asatikinen? I was literally sitting there at 3 in the morning when Asatikinen got that quadruple overtime goal, whatever it was. All right, here we go. Rob, are you ready? What did I say? Asatikinen got it, didn't he? No, Peter Klima. Peter Klima. Yes, Why did yeah. I say Asatikinen? Asatikinen was on the team. Yes. Okay, I my bad so, on man. that. I know, how could I remember? I was, how could I remember? I was up there. I must have been 12 years old at 2 in the morning. All right, here we go. Rob, I'm going to get you tonight with this one. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right. I just pulled out one of my most prized possessions, the Wayne Gretzky pictorial biography. You know that book? It's awesome. And you wouldn't believe the pictures in it. I don't know if you own it. Maybe, maybe I, it's I have awesome. not seen that one, no. Oh, the pictures and the biography. The best book I own. I always said if my house went on fire, that would be the first thing I'd grab when I ran out the window. <laughs> I all hope right. you're not married. <laughs> I'm actually single, I know. Tell all the ladies in Edmonton I'm single. Long-distance relationships. All right, here we go. This is a good one. Um, when Wayne Gretzky got traded to the Los Angeles Kings, yeah. Sports Illustrated put him on the cover. With the quote that said, great move, Gretzky. He went to the LA Kings. Who, who, who else was he on the cover of Sports Illustrated with on that cover? 
Magic Johnson. Uh, I can't get you. Talk to you in a week. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> oh, poor Scott. Let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Leon Dreisaitl. Um, stopped a lot of um, a lot of pucks for us. Obviously, gave us a chance to um, you know win the game. And um, yeah, like I said, he was he was really good. You guys were looking to, to bounce back from that game the other night. How do you think you played overall? Obviously, power play helped you out a bit. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but um, you know, at the end of the the end of the day no one's going to ask if if this game was pretty or not you know it's two two points for us and um you know that's that's really all that matters when you get the power play you tend to make teams pay this season you're on your power play when you get the chances yeah i I think that's that's what the power play is for right you you want to make them pay on, on their penalties um you know, obviously today uh, scored two two big goals, two early goals, and um, you know that kind of set the standard a little bit. Uh, a little bit. So um, that was a good uh, good night for us on the power play. Much of the talk, Leon, heading into tonight was the team letting some crucial points slip away. You guys came back uh, from the performance in Minnesota in uh, October, a couple of times in November on on games that you guys thought you should have won. What does it say about this club to have the ability to bounce back? Uh, we've been doing it all year. We've probably been doing it too much. Um, you know, obviously once in a while, um, every team um, has an off night, but uh, it happened a little, little too, too often over the last uh, couple of weeks here. So, we've got to clean that up. And um, yeah, obviously it's, it shows that we got character in here. We, we, um, we know that uh, it's not acceptable to, to play that way. Um, you know, we, we set high standards for ourselves. So, um, yeah, we're looking to, to keep those standards and, and push them forward. All right, Leon Dreisaitl gets his 19th goal tonight. Alex Chason gets his third. Amadio gets his fifth. The Oilers beat the Kings 2-1. They will play Buffalo on Sunday. What's the Oilers' adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors? If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. I think they need to be better five-on-five. You know, they scored the two power play goals, and they didn't give up a whole lot against. But after the first period, they only had 10 shots the final 40 minutes. They really relied on Koskinen. Uh, to bail them out a couple times tonight. So the Buffalo Sabres are a much better team than the LA Kings. The Buffalo Sabres have better offense, and if you give them uh, chances like the others gave LA at times tonight, Buffalo's got the players that can put the puck in the back of the net. So five-on-five play, the others got to shore up a little bit come Sunday. All right, face-off show at 4.30 on Sunday. The game will start at 6. Oilers beat the Kings 2-1 tonight. More on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Thanks to Brendan Escott and Scott Johnson for working the dressing rooms. Troy Bowler is our engineer here at Rogers Place. Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer at 630Ched. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line for Heartland Ford. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.